0: Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. Paige, how is that baby coming along in your belly? You've got this cute little baby in there, little girl growing. Where are we at?
1: We are at 34 weeks. She is coming right along.
0: Yes. Paige was telling me today her baby weighs like a cantaloupe. It's true. But I'm I'm pretty sure you're feeling like you're carrying more than a cantaloupe by now, Uh yeah?
1: Yep. (laughs) I'm carrying all the extra water and my swollen ankles and all sorts of things.
0: <laughs> Yay! Welcome to motherhood page with all the bumps and and all the the I can't be comfortable and everything else. It's, that's just why we love them so much. You sacrifice so much to get them here, right? And so then when you sacrifice that much, you want to have the best relationship possible. And that's what we're talking about today. So we're going to talk about two tips for people to rearrange their roots. What does that mean? We'll get to that and their relationships. So how to get your relationships going in the direction that you want them to go and make some simple rearrangements that you can do yourself that can make all the difference. But before we do that, we definitely want to take some time to do what we always do here at the teaching self-government podcast. And that is to give you a fun family activity that you can use like this week right now. What can they do Paige? What would be something fun? Something
1: that I thought of that was really, really fun is having like a party from the past. So let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, so a lot of people they'll have like a murder mystery dinner or something like that where they all come together as characters and you have to figure out who's who, you know, stuff like that. But a fun kind of twist on that is, you know, as you're spending time with your family, you read stories about your ancestors, and then each person would pick an ancestor to be, and then you would come together for a family party from the past. Um, so I love kind of, that. Yes, a spin on murder mystery, but with family history instead.
0: And see, I think this would be great. Like you could still could incorporate mystery, like, who are you, right? So if your family has been studying some of their ancestors from the past, then you all can come with your stories maybe you can pick out of a hat or you can just decide on your own which could be funny because a whole bunch of people could come as the same person they could be like i'm going to be True. grandma rosie and then like they're all coming dressed with a flowered hat on like grandma <laughs> rosie or whatever and so like everyone you know you show them the pictures you tell them stories from her life and but you if you did this to enough of your your ancestors so start using stories from your ancestors as bedtime stories and fun stories just that you tell on drives places mm-hmm. and whatever because then you could have this party and everyone could come dressed as a character it could be a secret and then they could start talking as their character so maybe one of their characters was really into hunting or something and so they can be talking about they were on their deer hunt the other day and <laughs> duh, 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 you know and then everyone can try to guess who's who so that could be fun and if you don't want to do guessing that's fine you can wear name tags you can tell oh i'm george and i'm you know a massive hunter and i live in in uh, liverpool you know or whatever and they and they can tell <laughs> you know who they are and where they're from you know you could do that direction too but it might be fun to make then also at the family party this party for the the family from the past you could make um foods that were your ancestors favorite foods or maybe some favorite family foods that everyone always has at reunions or something like that you know that could be really really fun i'm thinking of a few dishes you know if we did on certain sides of the family we'd have to have certain dishes on the other side of the family we'd have to have certain dishes could turn into a 12-course meal. That's fine. <laughs> Why not? Just eat. Just eat and dress up and and maybe there's even some little activities, you know. Maybe there's somebody who really, really loved to play baseball. And so you go to the park or out in the yard and you play some ball or, or something like that, which would be so much fun.
1: That would be really, really fun.
0: All right. So let's talk about our tips for rearranging your roots and your relationships. We're going to be looking at this topic
1: through the lens of self-government. Paige, what is self-government? Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Okay. Own behaviors. This is huge, right? So -hmm. this means that
0: you are examining you, that if you see a problem, if you feel something like, Oh, okay. I I feel a little angry. You look at yourself and you say, what can I change about me? Not look at everybody else and say, what do they need to change about them so that Mm -hmm. I feel okay. It's, it's a totally different take on problem solving because it's it's saying ownership for your own mm -hmm. self and, Mm -hmm. and, Basically, even if somebody does something bad to you, for you saying, "But I'm responsible still for what happens on my side," we'll and my happiness, that. yeah, my happiness is actually rooted within me. Mm-hmm. So even if someone was awful to me, I can still decide to be okay. Yep, it's so good. It's so important, and truly, self-government is one of the recipes. One of the little. Um, principles of freedom that we have to remember. If all of a sudden somebody else is to blame for your problems, and if they are to blame for how you feel on a daily basis, then we are lost. Then our freedom is lost because we are all the victims. And as soon as all are the victim, the victims, then, then there's these other select few that are the oppressors. And then at the end of the day, War never stops, when in reality, within our own hearts, we can decide not to be the victim or the oppressor, and then war stops, and that's what people have to decide on their own, but it's rooted in the family, it's taught in the family, this is where we show the example of it, the family is supposed to have harmony, if the family does not have harmony, if the family... Is fighting and angry and attitudes and stuff all the time. Then there's some dysfunction there, and then that dysfunction ends up just spreading out into the culture at large. And so,
1: yeah, you know, there's. Well, a lot and of that's power kind of what that we family. wanted to address today, too. You know, because like a lot of that comes from, um or doesn't come from how you were raised or how your family was or your family culture.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I know there's a lot of people who I know for me, you know, I'll be using a lot of our family culture in my family culture, you know, with this little cute little family that I'm building Mm -hmm. Um, just because it was so beneficial for me. And there were so many good skills that I learned and um, I really see the benefit of it, but there's other people, they look back on how they were raised or um, you know, their different family culture and they go, Ooh, you know, there's some things there that I really don't like. And so they, it needs to be changed. And so that's that's one thing that we wanted to focus on was looking back at your roots, and, um, and that's something that I know we do. We we're kind of family history buffs, and so <laughs> we look. We love at, the genealogy. It's we so do, fun. we do, and so it's it's really fun to see and uh, how different people were raised and what the culture was at the time, um, and how it's changed and what needs to change back or you know something like that. Um, Because I know you've told us stories of your, how you were raised and how you behaved. And then, you know, me being grown up now, I look at how I was raised and how I behaved and compare it to stories from what you've told us from your upbringing. Mm -hmm. And I see many, many similarities, but I also see lots of differences.
0: Oh, for sure you would. So the thing is, is truth is truth forever. Mm -hmm. And so we have to remember that, like, it's not like truth only shows up at some later point in history, right? So if there was a person genealogically speaking from the past and they were happy at a particular time or, or they were good or a good leader, or there were good things that happened to them at a certain time and they had joy in their lives, there were principles likely, you know, cause usually joy comes from living according to truth. So there were principles in their lives that they lived according to that gave them more freedom, peace, happiness, joy, all these things. And, and that because those are those are true forever. Mm-hmm. And so the more you can look back to those roots and see, okay, what made those people happy? What have we lost? What do we need to find again? Or maybe if they had a struggle and you say, okay, so my parents had this issue. They didn't get along. They didn't know how to solve problems. We had a lot of disconnection and dysfunction in our family, but we don't need to have that now right? Right. So we can now adjust our roots going in a forward direction so that we don't have to have the roots problems. So I don't know if, if everybody on here has read my book. So much. well, I have a lot of books. There's like 11 of them, but the one, the that, book. yeah, the main book. Okay. That is called Parenting a House United. This main book, especially the second edition, we talk in there uh, we it's me okay and I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> the, the royal we <laughs> the royal we my husband does it all the time and now apparently I'm picking it up okay I'm like honey <laughs> are you really talking just about yourself or did you have somebody with you <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so. Oh, anyway, okay so in the, I know I love him bless him I love him okay <laughs> So, um, so in the book, Parenting a House United, it is divided into sections. There's four sections and one of them is like a bonus section, which is additional material. But then there's three main sections that, that outline all of the things to do for your family culture to set up this environment where people can learn self-government, both, both parents and children. And it's broken into the sections, roots, trunk, branches. So basically growing this tree. All right. That basically your, your home should bear fruit, Right. So, and the fruit that you're bearing in the end is the children. So are you going to have good fruit? You're going to have bad fruit, right? Not that you can always fully determine because there can be a bug that gets in the crop, right? It can happen. (laughs) But if you're trying to groom the tree toward good fruit, your chances
1: go way, way up, right? Especially if you are deliberate about what you're doing.
0: Well, and a lot of that
1: starts in the soil, in the roots, that foundation.
0: Yes, exactly. In fact, the root section is uh, vital. Mm -hmm. Vital, because this gets everybody on the same page. So in the root section, we talk about the heart of the individual, the heart of the family. We talk about the relationships, the roles that are in the family and how to make sure that those stay functional and the vision and the mission for the family. So um, I take you through the process of creating a family vision. So this picture of who you're becoming as a family in the future, this is huge because this gets everybody on the same page. This helps everybody go, oh, okay, so this is where we're headed, right? right. And this is so important for people because there, there's this old proverb in the in the Bible. It says, without vision, the people perish. And this is so true. If you don't know where you're going, you just get stuck in the, in the mire of the day-to-day, and then you end up just perishing by the wayside. There just isn't... Mm-hmm enough sustenance, you don't understand what the point of it all and then you just get worn out you get caught in the minutia,
1: you know yeah it's like it's like those people who don't have a project to do when they're retired they don't know where they're going they're just like what do i do now you know <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and they like die in
0: atrophy in front of the television Great, (laughs) you know (laughs) I mean seriously there was this guy in our neighborhood he he literally never left his chair in front of the tv and he just died there and no one ever even knew and I was like that is the most horrible end like Mm -hmm. ah you know just sitting there watching CNN until you just croak I'm like, oh my word, I just can't even imagine.
1: But yeah, but when you have a bigger goal and a bigger vision to work on, then it gives you a purpose in life. And that's, that's really what the roots section is. It's talking about, you know, creating a family vision and giving your family somewhere to go, you know, but still being able to find joy in that journey towards that goal. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've
0: got to know where you're headed. This is super important. And this is part of your roots as a family. And just because the family you came from wasn't headed in a good direction on purpose. And didn't get to the direction they wanted to get to it does not mean that you have to have the same troubling behaviors in your past. And I know there are many, many people who really worry that they're going to repeat the mistakes of their parents. They're like, I don't know any other way, and that's what happened. In fact, there are a lot of people, Paige, who who they don't even want to have children because they do not want to repeat the mistakes right, from fear. their parents. Yeah, they're like, my parents like did it not have good disservice children hmm They're like, I probably won't
1: do a good job because they didn't do a good job. But just and the fact just that they are. understand that, you know, things didn't go quite well, then they'd probably be subconsciously looking for something to do better anyway. hmm Oh, I think so. I think absolutely. So anyway,
0: we're going to, we're going to help you today for, if you have a desire to break out of those bad behavior patterns of your parents, and you want something new and different for yourself, we are going to help you today because you can choose. You can pick to have healthy roots or non-healthy roots. Now, mm-hmm. it is true that your past is part of your identity forever. Okay, that's true. Your family and your your faith, your belief system, your experiences, I mean, those are with you forever. Those are the things that make you you. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so it is true that They may be part of your story, but any person can say, I'm choosing to have that be one of my roots, or I'm just choosing that to be part of the the roots I've decided not to suck nourishment from, right? Those are just the old things in the past. We'll let those ones just go by the wayside, right? Mm -hmm. And, And maybe even weed them out. Maybe those roots get chopped and you grow the new ones and there you go, you know? But um, we can have, we can choose on purpose to have healthy roots and we can start forming them. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And there's some key things, even not too difficult of things, actually, that you can do that anyone can do to just to create healthy roots for themselves as they're trying to make those changes. So let's talk about our first tip. We've got two tips today. I'm saying we already kind of touched on the first tip just a little bit. A little, a little. Yeah. So um, healthy roots are possible when we focus on changing our own heart first. Okay. And keeping a vision of the future version of ourselves that we are creating now. So not only should you be having a vision of your family and where your family's headed, but I hope you have a personal vision for yourself.
1: Yeah. And that really is the first step. The first tip, you know, you have to know where you're going and where you want to be as an individual Before you can ever, you know, inspire that in other people, Mm -hmm. and so you can you you help teach others the process. But if you don't have it yourself, it's really hard to say, oh, this is a really good worthwhile thing to do, and this is why. Mm -hmm. Because people like to see, oh, well, what about you? Do you have one? Well, no. You know, then that's really uninspiring. They're like, well, we're not gonna do it then. Why would we? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) yeah.
0: So we're talking about rearranging our roots and our relationships. And these things go hand in hand. mm -hmm. So when you say to yourself, what are my roots going to be? What's the best version of me? Who am I becoming? What am I going to choose to make myself a better person and to ground myself? Mm -hmm. So then that's you creating your roots. That's you choosing the healthy, productive roots that you want to live by, the principles and skills that you need to live by. And then guess what happens to your relationships when you do that? Everything That's changes. Mm-hmm. So I mentored, I mentor people, uh, from time to time, people will Same occasionally here. contact me and they'll say, Hey, Nicolene, can you mentor me for a few months? I, I need some help with this or that, or I just really need to get over this mindset I've got or whatever, or some of these habits. And I say, sure. Well, I don't always say sure, but like, you know, usually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so then, uh, you know, we mentor. So there was this one guy who said, Hey Niclene, um, can I mentor with you for six months? And we had a little, you know, original meeting and I said, Okay, yeah, that's that's probably a good fit we'll go ahead and and meet for six months so he was really concerned about his wife so he started the whole thing out uh saying you know my wife is she's so negative she's so angry and she's yelling all the time and I really don't want her to be that way and and I feel like she's always disappointed in me and I can't do anything right and so the beginning was my wife my wife my wife right Right. and she's she is a problem how do I fix her Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so then I said okay trust me on this just trust me things are going to change with your wife. I already know they will, but we've got to work on you. Okay. So even though this is happening with the wife, can we please talk about how you're processing it? What are you doing to it? What are your roots looking like? Okay. Are you calm when you need to be right? So we started talking about this and then we started making goals for him Mm -hmm. for things that he could do, ways he could show gratitude. to to his wife serve his wife um ways that he could take more interest in her ways that he could not take things so personally okay that's a big one it's huge stuff like that and that he could communicate better and set a good example but not in a way that would make it so it's like hey in your face you're wrong i'm right right (laughs) so that so that he could he could have humility in his actions but also Mm -hmm. love and show example this is a very difficult balance for people to create within themselves
1: so because no, anyway really where his heart is because you can do stuff like that but it mm-hmm. can come off as passive aggressive like i'm right i'm doing good things or you can you can do it with the air of you know i'm doing this because i'm trying to be a better person
0: mm-hmm. yeah so so we hit like about the three or four month mark okay so i'm, I'm mentoring with this guy every you know couple of weeks or whatever for a few months. And, and all of a sudden I have this call with him and he says, Nicolene, I got to tell you, there's just like this huge breakthrough. <laughs> and I said, what's that? And he's like, I actually don't feel bad about my wife's behavior anymore. She's not perfect yet. Um, she actually has made some changes just because I've made some changes. Mm-hmm. He's like, but actually I don't feel bad about it anymore. Like I feel supportive of her. There's something that's changed in me, Nicolene. And he was so excited about it It was this huge breakthrough, you know, because he'd had this moment and I was so happy for him. Another month goes by, we meet and he says, he's like, our marriage is so good. Things have changed so much. And it was just like this total 180 shift Mm -hmm. and was so happy for him, but it really started because he was going to work on himself. Now, did she work on herself to the same degree as him? I don't no. know, but probably what? not, not likely. She probably kind of just followed his lead and didn't feel attacked anymore. And things changed a little bit for her. She maybe even started examining herself a little bit mm-hmm. because she knew that he was, um, he, he wasn't the problem because it was obvious he was not being the problem. Right. Right. And so then she can see herself a little bit better, but she changed and he Mm -hmm. changed and their whole family changed and they were going to get a divorce. He said, he's like, listen, if I can't fix this with her, I don't think our marriage is going to work. And you know what? It ended up fixing and everything was fine. I love that. Yeah. So this is huge. I mean, you deciding to have healthy roots on your own is enormous.
1: Yeah. No, this is actually something that I experienced, you know, the first couple months of my marriage, not to the extent of like, oh, I made a bad choice, you know, but it was, it was, oh, I'm getting really annoyed with you, you know, because that happened. Yeah. Yeah, And then we would talk and, you know, Joseph would would say, Oh, you know, I feel like I'm such a disappointment for you. You know, like I'm not meeting your expectations. And, um, you know, I would explain my frustrations and he wouldn't necessarily know what to do. um, But as we kept talking and kept being open and having open communication, um, you know, I really came to the point where I'm like, okay, how, how can I, change myself in order to help him? Mm -hmm. Because the more and more I just express frustration, the more and more he's going to feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And so how do I, you know, change myself so that he doesn't feel so run down and so helpless and useless. And so it was, it was really cool, you know, that when I decided to just be like, you know what, if it's annoying at first, I gonna say, you know, it's okay. He's trying you know, or, you know, really look for the potential and look for the effort behind the things that he did that maybe I thought weren't enough, you know?
0: Yeah. Paige, and- you kind of have that little, like uh, a <laughs> high bar
1: for the poor guy. He's I like, know, I- I've
0: never done this before I don't
1: know what I feel really bad for the first few months of our marriage but I'm like oh I kind of blew that a little bit you know what
0: that is kind of like the newlywed bumps right yeah that just happens
1: it's because I became a mentor when I was 18 and so I'm used to analyzing all this for other people but then you know when I get into it myself I'm like why don't you just do this this is so easy (laughs) like
0: no brainer common (laughs) sense just do it and he's going
1: but wait a minute I have a whole
0: lifetime of a different experience I know yeah yeah. And you're and like so not understanding. Really so it's you exciting. had to
1: learn. Yeah, yeah. No, I had to decide, okay, yes, I have all of this knowledge and all of this training, but he does not. And so I have to be an example of the things that I teach other people now, instead of just telling them what to do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Aha, takes it to the new level. Yes. New level. There's one, but thing I realized I that it. was the only it's way to, thing to live it. Yeah. That was the only way to go about having a really solid relationship and having us both pointed in the direction that, you know, I really wanted our family to go because he didn't really have a vision of, you know, what he wanted. And so I'm kind of the, I lead out in that area. But um, once we finally got on the same page and um, got that all figured out, I mean, obviously we're still working on it. We're only, we've only been married a year, so we got time, but uh, (laughs) it's, it's been so nice because then I can say, something and he'll be like, Oh yeah, I understand that. Or yeah, let's work on that. You know? And so it's, it's so nice to be able to notice the change in myself that has brought upon it like changes in him.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's how it goes. There's a little boomerang effect in relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you reset or rearrange your own roots, and you put the first things first, then guess what happens to your relationships? They rearrange too. That's like just what happens because of that boomerang effect. And it's just a beautiful thing. And we can all rely on that. That doesn't mean we can control how another person's going to process, but we can control ourselves enough to know that it will bring a light of truth to other people if we are living according to what is right and what is true for ourselves. Yeah. Well, and I think the really biggest cool.
1: thing like, about this first tip, you know, having a vision and focusing on changing yourself is that a lot of people, when they start changing themselves, they like to dwell on the past. Like, oh, I did this in the past or, oh, this happened to me. You know, I can't ever get rid of it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. But really, when you have a vision, that means you're looking ahead to the future. You're looking forward, not backward. And so there's, mm-hmm. there's almost a point, Oh, well, there is a point when you have to tell yourself to drop the subject. Like, yes, that happened to you, but guess what? It doesn't have to be a part of your root system. You can Mm -hmm. still remember it like, okay, you know, this part of me grew or this part of me maybe died, you know, at this point in life, but that doesn't have to define me anymore.
0: Yeah. Paige, you and I both know people. I mean, in particular, we know one woman who just, you know, there were things that happened in her past to her and, and not nice things. Right. But she just could not ever let them go. Ever, It's like trigger, trigger, trigger. Like any, anybody says anything this direction, anybody does anything this direction, it's going to be there forever and ever and ever. And so she wouldn't allow herself to reset or rearrange. She just kept dwelling on it over focusing on it again and again. And even if something triggers you in a certain direction, we all learn from the people who overcome horrible abuse and, and, and really bad situations that you don't have to get stuck there in the back Right. You know, you've got to successful people focus forward, which means that they technically, like you mentioned, drop the subject about the past. If those things come up, they say, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not Mm -hmm. going there. That's not me right? I am who I'm becoming. I'm not who I've been. And right. I think that's the most important thing. Um, That whole potential thing, you know, we all have potential. I know some people hate that word. They're like, oh, that means I'm not good enough yet. No, no. Well, that's that's not like how my focus. grounding
1: word with my husband, especially the one we first got married. <laughs> potential. He's got potential. <laughs> yeah, he's got, everyone
0: does, you know, and yes. you have to focus on that. if you focus on all the, the little boo-boos that happened, you could get really disillusioned with a person and start not valuing them. Oh, yeah, but if no, you focus it wrecks on who they're becoming, yeah, you focus on who they're becoming, their potential, the great things that they've got going on, then everything changes for the better. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's really, really great. Um, honestly, I, I feel like there's a lot of, it's like a pioneering spirit um, when you drop the subject and you move forward. So this brings us to the second tip. Mm-hmm. And the second tip is is about leaving the past behind. It absolutely takes courage to leave the past behind. So, and Paige, you
1: once, but oh have no. To
0: yeah. no, yeah, you're over right over again. Yeah, you have to do it all the time, and because it takes it takes time to d- establish a new thought pattern and a new habit pattern and all that kind of stuff. So, Paige, mm-hmm. you know that recently I went on a little trip with London. We went mm-hmm. to Massachusetts, and. It was so fun. So I've, I've wanted to go there for a long time and to see various different historical things, which I love because I feel like a national identity, which there's so many things there related to national identity is so vital for a person's um, secure personal identity. Right. Anyway, and, and you see people that are constantly struggling and, and down and depressed when they don't have a good attachment to their national identity, or if their national fabric gets, you know, um, uprooted, which, you know, can be a problem Mm -hmm. anyway. So, so seeing those things, but then also, so I had people in my family, um, one of, so Winthrop, John Winthrop, who led the massachusetts bay colony was neighbors i think next door neighbors to old pond okay and my maiden name is pond mm-hmm. Nicoline pond and my and those were my ancestors. Okay. So they came over in the first fleet of the Massachusetts Bay colony. And they, they established themselves right there in Massachusetts. There's even a little town called Pondville that (laughs) they created and founded. And we went there and we saw the Pondville cemetery and we saw little Pondville and we even went into the houses, you know, from the 1700s and stuff. And these were their homes, you know, my ancestors homes from way, way back and just such a a neat feeling to be part of that, you know, and, and to recognize so also there I've got um, John Alden and Priscilla Mullins, who were on the Mayflower, who were part mm-hmm. of my ancestry, right? And so I'm going to Plymouth and 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 seeing some of the sites there. But then also we start looking up my my husband's people. Okay, the Pecks, and um, it turns out that the Pecks lived literally 30 minutes away from Pondville. <laughs> And I'm like, this is hysterical. And so here we've got Pond Street and Peckham Street right by each other. I'm like, this is so funny. This is just so fun. Anyway, so we're going into churchyards and we're looking up um, these old headstones and trying to make out the scratches on them now, which are so worn away with the weather and taking pictures and and just feeling this absolute connection and reverence and everything. The thing that kept going through my mind And and London's mind, as we were looking through all of these things, the gravestones and everything, was look what these people did. They picked up and they moved on, they moved forward. They weren't okay with how things were going over in England religiously. And they decided to leave it behind and to create whole new roots. And those roots then became my roots, right? Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of other people's roots. But I I think how amazing that is, that they had that courage to to just move forward and to just embark across the prairies and across the seas. Mm -hmm. And there is story after story in my ancestry of people who settled new lands. And I bet that the majority of people have stories like that because there have been time periods in history where this has been very common for people to settle new lands, go to new towns because of some oftentimes moral reason, religious reason, maybe freedom-based reason, something like that. And, And those are things that we need to learn from. We need to learn, like, they left the past behind. They took the courage to launch out, to start fresh, literally fresh with nothing in the tangible sense, but having everything in the moral sense and on the inside to help them to help them do that. So we can do the same thing too. Maybe our parents or, or how we were raised formed some bad habits. Well, those are external things. that's get everything going on the inside. Like you said, Paige, constantly having those courageous moments to move forward. And we can leave the past behind too.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because we all definitely have a story, you know, whether we spend all life on our butt, that's still a story. You know, we all have a story no matter what. (laughs) But, you know, even if there are parts of that story that are not as delightful as others, you know, we're meant to learn from them. And so not only do we learn from stories of our past and stories of our ancestors, we learn from mistakes that we make. You know, we don't have to repeat certain chapters of our story, or you know, chapters of other people's stories. Those things are to be learned from, and that's that's actually where that constant courage comes in. You know, saying, "Oh, you know, I think I made a mistake. Let's change that." Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's write a whole new chapter. You know, whole new focus in life, and we can we can leave that chapter as a chapter in the past. You know, mm-hmm. It was there, it happened, but guess what? We learned from it. Makes
0: a huge difference, literally. So there is something that we do that we've always done page in our family and that is have meetings, okay? Mm-hmm. So we've had couples meetings, family meetings and individual mentor meetings. So these three different types of meetings, we have them on a regular basis. And these lead us toward deliberate action, okay? These right. lead us forward. And help us not get stuck in the past because we resolve in the
1: meetings, the things in the past we say, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, those meetings are actually what helped me get through my first couple months of marriage without getting very, very frustrated. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, they do. They help you solve for your problems without having to get so drawn into it that it becomes toxic or that there becomes, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are overly emotional, right? You don't have to dwell on it. There's a time you're going to talk about things. You talk about it. You make a plan for the future. You move forward. So just yesterday, uh, I was having—we were having meetings. We had family meeting. Me, Dad, and Porter. That's that's all we got right now. Anyway, <laughs> we had we had family meeting and we're making plans for you know our week and and talking about you know this school year and stuff like that. The starting and and making goals for how we wanted to connect with each other. So that the biggest topic was how do we want our relationship to be? It's just three of us. We have this like one year with you here, Porter, one year left. Like, what do we want it to be like? Let's make it awesome. Mm-hmm. You know me, Paige, I love to make memories. <laughs> like I love to make memories. Same every, here. Every chance I get, I'm like, Paige, let's make a memory. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, cause I'm just a hopeless romantic like that, which is why I love Hallmark movies. Anyway. So um <laughs> So I'm like, what are we gonna do? So we start talking about plans and making plans for what we would like to do together. And I think we even came up with some some cool options for like a, you know, a trip we might take take it, but just also how we want to be together. Now during this whole conversation, here I've got Porter cuddled up his head leaning against me kind of like on on a pillow on my lap and 17 he's years his, old you know <laughs> he's 17 he's he's got my arms wrapped around his like neck kind of like laying on his chest and we're just all talking right and then after that we move into meeting just his mentor meeting and talking about his school and making plans for all of his upcoming things in his life and i mean this is an important meeting like he's mm-hmm. taking notes in this weird prone position and he's he's writing stuff down um so that he can he can move himself forward, and I mean that boy got up this morning, and it was like chop 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 chop. You know, it was like, "Okay, let's do our canon. Okay, let's do some of our study time together, Mom. Okay, Mom, I've got to do my college work stuff. I've got to do this. I've got practice at this time. Da da da." da. And he he's just like moving it right, like he is just yeah, moving. And, good at and and doing his his spiritual learning, his scripture reading, you know, all that kind of stuff, and he like. I don't have to tell him. He just does it. But even all the more now, all the more this year, like he's so close, you know, those Mm -hmm. meetings just mean everything to him because he knows he is forming right now. The man that he is going to be in one year time when less than a year when he is building his adult foundation. Yeah. Yeah. We're literally talking about what, seven months away or something. I mean, he is, he's almost 18. And then before we know it, he's going to be off and doing, I mean, he's already doing amazing things, but he'll be doing it even more, but it's those meetings, you know, where he plans for his deliberate action. And I just saw him become so empowered last night. And then this morning, you know, and I know people are thinking, yeah, give it two weeks and then it won't be that way. Sometimes give it two days and it won't be that way, but, <laughs> I, but I want, but I want you to know that when you revisit it every week, it becomes the
1: habit though. Well, and when you have that, that, that vision and that goal, then you can reignite those flames all the time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they might go out, but guess what? If you have that constant vision, that constant goal, and you're constantly working on changing your own heart and becoming a better person, that fire can be reignited as many times as it needs to be. Yeah.
0: So what you're saying, Paige, is that we can create whatever culture we want to have, mm-hmm. or we feel like we need to have, as long as we're just deliberate. Yep. We need to be deliberate about it and, and really both of these tips for rearranging your roots and your relationships go back to the principle of being deliberate. You choosing deliberately, which direction am I going to go? Am I going to let this bug me? Am I going to have this excuse that my mom held on to all of her parenting years? Am I going to do the same thing? Or am I going to just decide to, to go forward and leave the past in the past and drop the subject and you know, and, and if you need inspiration, study some of those people from the past. You may make not find perfection. Mentors. You may not find perfection, but you'll find courage and you'll find mm-hmm. bravery and you'll find people who made changes. Yeah, and they can, they can mentor you on along the way. I, I really do think we make a huge, even tragic mistake in our society when we do not pay close enough attention or heed the past and um we need to keep the past always in our minds so that we are the most successful in the present and when i mean mm-hmm. that i don't mean the past like all of our past mistakes but the past successes that the the people who were joyful and motivating For and led ago. out in the past they give us patterns because truth is truth all the time forever yeah. Forever, forever. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Teaching Self Government podcast. If you would like to find out more, boy, do we have more for you. You can Mm -hmm. go to teaching self government.com. You can find the Teaching Self Government parenting course there, which is kind of like the basic training, okay, on all of this. I mean, we're touching on things in no way is this the whole training that you need. We also have three day parenting mastery trainings. We've got one of those coming up right now, okay? So I know we're filming this in. September we're recording this and so in October 2021 we've got a parenting mastery training happening the 7th through the 9th it's a live one first live one that we've had since COVID and all that kind of thing so look into that but if you've missed that because you're hearing this late no big deal because we do them all the time we usually have them a few times a year so you can find those three-day trainings or you can look at the course those are the best ways to get trained if I don't come to your house and I don't do that all the time so So that's a lot of money (laughs) Most people don't want to fork out that kind of money. So, so come to the three-day training or come or, or let's, let's meet on the course. And when you take the course, you oftentimes get a chance to get mentored by Paige and other teaching self-government mentors that I've trained as well as by me on the support calls. So take a look at those things because they definitely can be helpful to you. And we will catch you again here at the teaching self-government podcast next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.